0: stars of the show. Welcome to episode 100 of The Relaxed Dog podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Well, we finally made it to 100 episodes, 100 awesome dogs that I am sure that you've all enjoyed listening to. I really appreciate each and every one of you and thank you for joining me in this celebration episode. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. To celebrate episode 100, I have a fellow Aussie on... And our guest this week is Lucy Bartholomew, and she is going to be telling us all about Tani. So without any further mucking around, here it is. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here with Lucy Bartholomew. How are you today?
1: I'm very, very good. I'm so excited to be on here with you.
0: I am excited having you on as well. I was going to say, so where in the world are you? At the moment. uh, Sorry.
1: At the moment. (laughs) I am back home in Australia, so I live in Melbourne. Um, I'm at my dad's place. uh, After being away for eight weeks, I had been in the US and then New Zealand and, uh, yeah, finally touched back home the other night and very stoked about it.
0: Uh, Nice. Nice to have you home. It's good. Um, who is going to be our subject for today?
1: So, my doggie is Tani. Tani um, is two years old. She's the reason that I'm so excited to come home from these trips, for sure. Um, and, yeah, she's been – she was brought into the life with, in COVID and uh, has given life to, uh, to the days. It's so awesome, and I'm so stoked to talk about
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to hearing heaps. So, I'm going to, as per usual, take you back to just before – Tani and you got together and tell us that the hows and whys that that happened.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, probably like quite a few people, COVID was a time of, we got locked down, um, spent a lot of time at home and it was just me and my dad in the house and, it's really, we didn't really do a whole lot with our days. And we were kind of like, man, like this is, this is going to go for a little bit. Um, and I wasn't traveling. And I think that there's a lot of things that with traveling and racing that I tend to kind of avoid or, um, and that's like things that are commitments. Um, and so that kind of time of us being grounded we kind of thought about it and my dad he's 60 years old lives on his own and so it was kind of like we always wanted to get a dog but he traveled with me sometimes and was just a man of his own time and leisure um but we, yeah, we kind of ended up just happening to meet someone who rescues dogs and works for a rescue place. And they had a litter and they were kind of like, you know, they were within our bubble of people that uh, distance we could go to. And they were like, oh, we know it's really challenging times, but there's nothing better than seeing like a a, a litter of puppies that are just playing together. So we went over and that was just kind of like I feel like they knew exactly what they were doing. They were like, <laughs> "Oh, they're going to take one," and um, and lo and behold, the, we saw them all running around, and I just saw my dad, this kind of you know manly man, just melt. And I was like, "Oh, we're on! I'm getting a dog."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many were in the litter?
1: So there was eight dogs in the litter, um, and they were all being named after wildflowers. So it was really cute. They'd just been given, they had um, their little collars on. And so like Tani was, when we knew her, she was Waddle. Um, so they're Australian kids and um, we kind of they were all just so different and so charismatic um, and yeah it was just really really cool so there was eight of them kind of uh, ra- running around and Tani was definitely the the biggest runner in the group which uh, I think is no coincidence that's the one we
0: chose. <laughs> so I was going to ask what sort of set her apart from the others? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that, but also she just had like this really, I mean, they all did. They were all such beautiful uh, looking dogs and just really kind of had personalities. And I I think, you know, dad picked up and played with a lot and he went back a few times because I was very, for me, I knew that traveling was going to resume. So it was, you know, I really wanted dad to have the connection with the dog because that would be his um, responsibility. And he picked up and played with a lot of them. But um, I remember him sending me, my dad never takes selfies, but he took a selfie with this little with a tiny or a waddle in his hands. And he was like, I think this is it. And I was like, if you're willing to pull your phone out and take a selfie, then I think you've found the one. <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> and what sort of breed?
1: Yeah, so it's funny when we saw the dogs and if you looked at Tani, you would say probably something similar to like a Kelpie and we thought we were getting this amazing running dog. Um, As she kind of got older and has grown into herself, um, we got a um, test to find out what she was. And so she's actually a mixture of Kelpie or cattle dog, Blue Heeler, um, Rottweiler and Labrador. And so it's funny because while we thought we were getting a phenomenal running dog, I always say she has the appetite of a Labrador. So she eats like nobody else. Then she has the eagerness to run of a Kelpie and a cattle dog, but then she has the engine of a Rottweiler. And so she gets super pumped for the first like two kilometers and then she's kind of like oh we're getting pretty far from home I don't think we should turn (laughs) and so she's turned into this kind of 30 minute jogger um she hates the heat she's just very rot-wheeler in her kind of um stature now she's really kind of put on some some muscle and um yeah it's just so funny because we were like oh we're gonna have this ultra running dog and (laughs) go for
0: 50k and
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i was like i'm gonna do canine cross with her and now i'm like she's my double partner if the weather's cool enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) nice um so you mentioned she started life as waddle how did tani sort of come into the takeover
1: Yeah. So we were kind of Googling names and throwing around some ideas and I really wanted it to have indigenous um, kind of meaning to it. And so Tani in a dialect of indigenous means sister. And so for me, it's kind of like Tani's like my sister. Um, And so, yeah, that's where the name came from.
0: I love it. Love it. (laughs) Do you remember the first time that Tani came home?
1: I do. I remember my dad went and picked Tani up and I was actually on a very long run. And I remember the whole run, I was so not present in the run because I was like, I just want this thing to be finished. I want to get home. And I remember him sending me a photo of them sitting outside and he was sitting on the the outdoor furniture with like the smallest little black pocket of Tani. And um, they were kind of nestled there. And then I came home. Um, and the dog Tani just went nuts you know and it's really sh- crazy because that's really stay consistent when Tani's home with dad sh- she like matches the energy she's like older man chiller vibe but when I come home and she just goes chaotic <laughs> and it same as like when I've just come back from traveling, she's current, she, you know, dad's like, we don't throw in the house anymore. And I was like, oh, I, we do when Lucy's home, you know, I, and it was straight back into the games that we play. So, um, yeah, it was kind of, that was how it started and that's how it is still today.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you give us a brief description of like the home environment that she first came into and, and guessing the house is the same as it is now as it was.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. So we live um, out in the Yarra Valley, so We have quite a bit of land around us. Um, and so she's kind of loved exploring that. And then we have on one side of us, we have um, our neighbours have two Rottweilers. And they're like full breed, pure, big, scary Rottweilers. I mean, like big, but and scary, but also like harder goals, gold, like they wouldn't hurt a fly. And so the fence between us actually fell down in a storm when Tani was first little. And I remember her going over and like sniffing through the fence. And this, like, I just remember little Tani, big Rottweiler just looking at each other. (laughs) I always kind of like question, I've always wondered like if dogs, if they're the same breed, if it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, you speak the same language, like a foreigners, you know? And, um, and I was like, I wonder if they can communicate. I wonder if they understand. And, um, as Tani's grown up, she's, you know, she's still got, she's got like her big brothers next door, but, um, she's like, if anyone does anything to me, I know my, my boys have got me. <laughs> you know? nice. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a good, a good place for her to grow up. She's, uh, she's definitely loved it.
0: And the, first sort of like a uh, few weeks, was she like predominantly indoors or outdoors?
1: She was both. Right. Yeah, we definitely, um, I mean, it was still COVID. So one thing that we found with Tani was that, because we couldn't go to the dog park. Her only interaction with other dogs was getting through the fence to the neighbors' dogs. Um, but she was, yeah, she was kind of outside, um, but didn't really go too far. You know, being a rescue, I think that she definitely had, there was like a scarcity to her. She was pretty timid about kind of... Um, yeah, she didn't really want to leave our side and we were always around. So it's only like she's had to kind of navigate with us kind of being more in and out, dad, back to work, me traveling, that mm-hmm. um, she's kind of found that independence that she can. Yeah, you know, we we live where the door is always open, you know, so she can go out and she can do what she needs to do and then she can come in. But we've had like the door swung open while we've been away And she hasn't left, you know, she's just been, she's so happy. And so just like, why would I go anywhere else? This is great. (laughs)
0: Okay. The big question, where does she sleep? And has that changed?
1: Oh, you know, I think this is people relate to being like, the dog will not go on the bed and then you get the dog and the dog is not only on the bed, it's in the bed, um, So she, in winter for sure, she is with me, um, in under the covers, like it's, yeah, she's definitely with me. Um, and then in the summers, she's been getting pretty hot and she tried to, she used to try and put up with the heat with me. And now she's kind of like, okay, I trust that she'll be there in the morning. I'm going to go and just lie on the the wooden floorboards in the kitchen or on her. She does have a chair that she uh, has claimed. Um, but yeah, so she kind of varies depending on the conditions. But I mean, when I came back from traveling the other night, it was warm and she still stayed with me with her little paw. And I woke up to these eyes being like, you better not be going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So nice sort of smooth transition into the household and the and the new family and environment when she was a puppy or was there any sort of interesting things that you can remember?
1: No, you know, she kind of slotted into the family. And I think, you know, because we had so much time to kind of really make her comfortable and we obviously spent a lot of time together for those first, I mean, year of her life. Um, But I almost think that that could be detrimental because I think she didn't learn to be independent and to get used to kind of being on her own. So we did have like when things started to open up, She was very like, our neighbors were like, your dog was whining so bad. And I was like, that's because we went away, you know, and it was only a couple of hours, but she just was so used to having full attention, someone there. Um, But yeah, otherwise she kind of slotted in. She, you know, she weed in the house. She chewed on things that weren't meant to be chewed on, but like, man, it's so worth it. I mean, threw away. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, being on a, a on a larger property, there any other sort of like animal species that she's all really I got, got introduced to when she was a pup.
1: She definitely. We have a lot of blue tongue lizards where we live, um, and so she has gotten very comfortable with them. And then the other things is that we have what well, we did have possums in our roof, um, and so it's actually not that long ago that I was home alone and the possum was obviously sitting in the roof on top of like the vent and the vent fell down and the possums came out (laughs) and Tani oh my god I was home alone and it was like a chaotic zoo I had possums running around I had Tani chasing possums and I was just like there was just fur everywhere everyone was okay but um, it was just so funny. And I just remember dad coming home and being like, What has happened? And I was like, I'm in my bedroom. There's two possums up there. I can't move. Um, but she's, you know, she doesn't hurt a fly. She looks at them. She kind of plays with them, but she's not going to hurt them. And um, yeah, so she's kind of had, now she has this like, she just thinks it's all super fun just to look at and stick around and torment. Mm-hmm. But, um, they have their boundaries,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the chase. <laughs>
1: exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Hmm. So, um, does she have any sort of like favourite toys as she was a pup and have they sort of changed as she got older?
1: So she loves her Kong, which I'm sure you know a, what a Kong is, but um just kind of like, yeah, one of those – weird shaped things and we put peanut butter in it. So she has this amazing relationship with it, where she knows it comes with peanut butter. Um, So that's probably one of her favorites, but I actually brought back from the U S or from the UK, actually this banana and it's like made of, I don't know what, but it is like, I thought she would destroy it every time I've given her something that's like shaped like a a moose or something kind of fun. She just rips its head off and destroys it. (laughs) But this thing has lasted and she loves it because the banana, I can kind of like throw it like a boomerang and it just kind of flies away and then she goes and catches it. But it's so cute because when she puts it in her mouth, she has it like in the ups- uh, on the upside like a <laughs> smile. And it's so cute. So that's probably her favorite because she knows that if she brings it, I'll throw it. And then the Kong is like, if she brings it, she'll be fed. So it's has like, got good relationships with it. But they're definitely her two favorite that we haven't lost. Everything else, God knows where it is.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what would uh, a typical walk around your place sort of like encompass?
1: Yeah, so we walk Tani twice a day. Um, So dad goes in the morning while I'm training and then usually I'll take her either for my second run or if I'm not double running, just for a long walk. And usually it's like... 45 minutes to an hour. We live in like the Yarra Valley Hills. So it is like a hilly run and we can get onto kind of like the Diamond Creek path, which we can let her off. And she's just so good. She, We never really taught her or took her to like puppy school to teach her commands, but she knows her name and she'll come. And she can also sense definitely like our voice um, if we get like stern. Um, And she just she's so not interested in other people or especially like other dogs. She just wants to get her stick and she wants to run along the path with it and flick it with her nose and so she does that we have a little lake that she loves to just jump into to cool down and then she'll dry off on the way home but it's usually yeah probably 45 minutes or maybe the second one's more like half an hour and just uh pretty much off lead as much as we can because she just she's so good that we don't feel concerned and um I just think it's so much nicer for her. She can just do her fartlek of running, pooping, sniffing, stick playing, and um, and I can just meander rather than being pulled along the hallway.
0: Ah, excellent. Have you ever had any sort of interesting encounters with wildlife being out there?
1: We, oh, yes. So we ha- we have had kangaroos, which she was very interested in. Um, and it was actually, so Tani was hit by a car when she was one and a half, Ooh. or maybe, maybe one. So what happened was, is we were walking down this big um, transmission line, kind of just grassy patch, and there was this kangaroo. And there's a road that runs between these two transmissions that we always walk on. And so she was running, she saw the kangaroo and started sprinting. Kangaroo jumped over the road, um, obviously in like two hops and Tani went after it. And then this pea plater was going quite fast and Tani just, it happened to hit Tani. So I was away at the time. and I remember getting, this distraught call from my dad and, um, she'd been hit and we went to, she went to the vet and, you know, I think her being Rottweiler and being very strong boned and thick and like really helped her cause she, um, she didn't really have anything too wrong with her. She had kind of like, Good. they were worried about her growth plates being a little bit jammed. Um, but she's kind of come out of it fine. But that really taught her, like, kangaroos are just you no know, fun to chase. And it's been a good thing for her to kind of learn. I mean, she learned the very hard way. Mm. Um, but now she kind of just, like, sees them, will, like, trot towards them. And then she's like, oh, no, you're good. You're too fast. See you.
0: <laughs> I like I, I like the response she gives them now. <laughs> Yes, me
1: too, me too. I mean, it was heartbreaking at the time, and um, every now and then she will kind of get like a little limp going if she, um, I think just like her hips sometimes can be a bit uh, out of balance, but um, yeah, I mean, if that's the worst that came out of it, we're pretty lucky. Mm,
0: Absolutely. Um, While we're mentioning vets, has there been any other times that she's had to go to the vets for anything?
1: She went to the vet very early on with us because she stepped on a bee and she swelled up. Oh, my goodness. I thought she turned into a pug (laughs) um, because her face was – and her poor little eyes just were closed. And so that was kind of the first time we went to the vet was for that. Then we had the kangaroo incident. And then other than that, she's been super good. Yeah, she just kind of – yeah. I think she's been otherwise just for her shots.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, it's good. So you mentioned that there's a, a little um, lake or watering area. How, how is she in the water?
1: Oh, my goodness. She is the worst swimmer I have Ever seen? I mean, there's doggy paddle, and we see other dogs in the lake, and they're like ducks. You know, up top, they're looking very regal. They've got their head out, and underneath, obviously, their legs are just going at it. Tani hasn't quite worked it out. And so she like straightens her legs, and like we call them paddle paws, and she just chops at the water and she creates this chaos. I'll have to show you a video, but it is the most interesting thing I've ever seen, I think other dogs are just like staring at her being like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and you can just like, she gets kind of, I think she gets, she feels like she's out of her depth. And so you, her eyes just go real white. Like you can see all the whites cause they're really wide. And she's like, ah, uh, nah, I don't want to do this. Nope. Nope. Coming in, coming in. And, um, so yeah, she's not the best in the water, but, um, yeah, she's getting more confident, and she is. We do try and just get her in, just to kind of like help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she loves the ocean. She loves the sea. She kind of um, happy to stand in the waves and try and bite them. Um, but yeah, I think she's more of an ocean dog than a pond lake dog. Yep.
0: I can very much personally relate to that. Um, yeah. Our Doberman, she's nine and a half now. It took her until she was about three to swim, so we say properly. She had this sort of action where her butt would sink and her front legs would be splashing away, and she'd be doing this: "I'm swimming, I'm drowning, I'm swimming" motion, and then.
1: Oh, okay, perfect. (laughs) Oh, that makes Tani feel a lot better hearing that.
0: (laughs) One day she just sort of levelled up and went, "Oh, this is what you're supposed to do. (laughs) This is better."
1: She has another year to
0: work at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, um, How often do you get down to the beach with Tani?
1: We try and go maybe like once a month. Um, mm-hmm. We don't live. We live about an hour and a half away, so it's not super close for us. But to see Tani at the beach and like a good dog beach, it has got to be one of the most joyful places on earth um and so it's always a favorite for dad and i i mean dad and i can surf and we can go down and it's just like every time we go we're like we need to do this more mm-hmm. um because she just she runs around she's totally free and it's just the best um but yeah we should be trying to get there more it's just super hard
0: yeah understandable so when you're traveling in the car where does she how how do you do it where does she sit
1: uh, she sits in the front seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She um she used to we got this really cool like um seat belt that kind of goes in and clips onto her and that's much better. Initially she was like she'd sit on this front seat and then slowly edge her way across onto my seat. And I was like, this is very dangerous. Um, So we kind of, once we got the seat belt and we put her in and now she can't sit anywhere else. You know, dad's in the back
2: seat,
1: (laughs) the front seat and she just, she's so funny. She sits up looking real like proud of herself. And then when the windows open, snouts out and she's just like, yeah, I think she feels very like I am top dog here. <laughs> 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 Take to the park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you, you've taken her that way on anything more than say a day trip or on little holidays and stuff like that, or?
1: Yeah, we've done some camping with her, and she's just she's so good. You know, in the in the tent, she just understands like this is where we sleep, and she's just so chuffed because especially if Dad's there and we're all together, it's like oh, my God, I get to sleep with both my favorite people in one really small space. Yeah. It's great, you know. The only thing is that she farts like <laughs> nobody else. And so we're always like, it's really cute to take her. She makes yeah. great pictures." but, man, we don't sleep well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh um, I suppose I should ask then uh, a rough sort of thing about diet, and you don't have to go sort of like, too much into it. I know it can be a, 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 a interesting subject for some people.
1: <laughs> yeah, she just eats, um, I mean, she, we get dog food from the supermarket. She eats, she doesn't eat vegan like I do. Like, I'm certainly not eating, feeding my dog vegan. Uh, she gets bones every now and then. That's when she's happiest, but that's when she farts the most. Um, she eats a lot of peanut butter. I mean, we've kind of always from the very beginning been someone that just like gives the crust of our bread to the dog you know and so she has a diet of a very big mixture um and you know luckily her stomach's played ball with that we haven't ever had any like gut issues with her and so she kind of like does just eat a variety of everything um but yeah I think the only thing she doesn't eat is mushrooms she, uh, she a bit of fell down and she was like nah and i was like fair play like they're pretty gross <laughs> <laughs> um, but she loves like apple cores and um carrots Ooh,
0: have to be careful with the uh apple apple cores the seeds are no good
1: yes we take the seeds out oh, yep. yeah, yeah yeah but uh yeah so she's just kind of a dog of um of everything
0: <laughs> oh nice um so what about grooming so she doesn't mind the water but does she get bathed often or
1: we um we take her to uh, a place where she gets gets a bath and um they've always told us that she's okay which i think is like a polite way like that's like telling your like your kid is like an okay (laughs) student it's like they're a pain in the ass but i don't want to have to like go into it And so I, when they say she's okay, we're like, she's horrible. <laughs> um, and I think it's more so like because, yeah, I think if I was there with her, it's just that we usually like we will leave her there and then go for a run or something. Um, but, yeah, you know, she's good. She she seems to be clean. She smells fine. Um, and her coat's been really, really awesome. That's probably like something that – um, we always like, people are always like, wow, she's really shiny. And we're like, that's not us. That's, <laughs> I think that's just how she is. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And the uh, nails.
1: Yeah. So they do her nails right. as well. Yep. We also do, um, like she does walk a bit on the roads. So it is, it is, kind of, um, worn down in that way, but she did have like a split nail at one point, And so then we kind of were more onto it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you remember when you first started taking her out on some training runs?
1: Yeah, so we kind of waited like eight months um, from when we got her. Um, and then we did like – she did some little running um, where it was all off lead so she could stop when she wanted to stop. And we did have one of the bungee leads Um but I just found that like quite challenging to run. Um, It was better when she was just on trails and she was off lead and she could just kind of, she's a, she's picked up, you know, like I can see the trail, I know where it goes and I'll just follow that. And we only do ones that doesn't have too many turns or there's not going to be a lot of people or um, she doesn't have to make any decisions, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah. So I think at eight months she came for like, you know, down to the road and up a little trail and then back down. And then since then she's gotten up to running, uh, about an hour with me, um, just all off lead, super chill. And, um, I carry water for her, uh, but also just kind of like in a place where if we needed to stop, we can just stop, um, But, yeah, she's an amazing runner, like, in terms of she stays close, she's not interested, she knows, especially when we start running, it's like, oh, okay, like, I I shouldn't do too many sprint-offs because God knows how long she's going to run for, you know? Like, I'm going to – I need to conserve, you know? She'll still pick up a stick and bring it along with her, and you know she looks like she's having the best time. So it's it's really cool. It's I feel like running with a dog is just like the best way to get a run in because absolutely. you spend the whole time just being like filled with joy. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I'll do a fair bit of that myself. Uh, much slower than much slower, and not as far as you. <laughs> <laughs> um, does she have any sort of weird or interesting habits?
1: weird habits she no I feel like she's pretty she hasn't done anything that's like I don't think is super weird I mean she just kind of we have this relationship where she just has this chaotic energy and so I think that like she her kind of uh you know she just wants to play all the time and you know I think that like kind of just she's very interesting in terms of like her want to play and ha- who she picks to play and kind of stuff like that. But no, I feel like she's kind of um very normal, but she does love um if she hears you changing the toilet roll on the <laughs> in the toilet it's like, I don't know, she doesn't hear anything and then she hears the pin turning on releasing the toilet roll and she's like, i got to go, i got to be there. And so she'll sit there and wait for you to finish and then we always just like hand her the toilet roll and she just goes zoomies around the house with this toilet roll. Like it's the most exciting <laughs> thing. And then she'll like play with it, sniff it, play it, and then she leaves it and walks off. And it's every time, every time. And I'm like... This is so bizarre because it makes me so happy to like, it's a piece of rubbish. And she's like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. She's finished. And it doesn't happen, you know, super often. So she's just <laughs> like, this is play day. And it lasts an hour. And then she's like, okay, you can have it. I'm bored now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, <the> thing. <laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> Where has she got a, like a favorite spot in the house or just outside?
1: Her favourite spot in the house is we have her bed underneath um, the kitchen table when we push the table in. And I think she feels like she's in her own little, like, cave um, or her own little space, and obviously no one sits down there. So she, when she's down there, and I think she loves it because she can look at me in the kitchen, um, and so she kind of, like, it's her observing place. Um, So she sits under there, and she's very, very... She just loves her bed and it's kind of like a bed made out of um, kind of like a coarse material. And so I, I like Tani has this thing about. Um, scratching herself on doormats like especially like as we walk through the shops the butcher always has the doormat out and I think it smells maybe meaty and she just has at it like she just scratches her butt, her face, her whole back like she's just rolling around on this thing no one can get in or out of this shop it's so embarrassing (laughs) I'm just like oh hello no I don't want meat thank you but my dog wants to use your mat Um, and so she uses the bed and she can kind of just like rolls around in there and yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, her little space where she can observe from no one's going to, like, touch her or, like, do anything to her. And so that's probably her favorite place in the house.
0: Oh, nice. Um, do you think she has a favorite season?
1: Oh, she loves – I would probably say she loves, like, autumn. I feel like, um, you know, it's it's cooler weather, the sticks and the trees and the leaves are like on the ground. So she feels like she's just got an abundance of play toys. Um, she definitely comes alive. I feel like summer, like today is 39 degrees here Mm. and she just struggles. Um, which is, like, it's really hard because, you know, you just hear her panting all the time and you take her for a five-minute walk and she's cooked and done. Um, but, you you know, she still wants to play. Like, she's like, I really want to, but I, I really can't. And it's just, like, this, like, really challenging season for her. But, um, yeah, I think her favourite season is when she can sleep in the bed and, um, and play a lot more.
0: So when it is cooler, what would be her, like, favourite games that she does like to play?
1: Oh, well, she loves, if you can bring your, if she can bring you a stick and you can throw it for sure, that's her favourite. And I think that she's, she has an obsession with finding the biggest stick. um, And sometimes they're not sticks. They're actually still connected to the ground and it's a trunk. But I think that, like that's one of her favorite games. We have one of those ball throwers, the ones that can kind of make the ball go a long way away. And she loves that. And she does these incredible jumps and has like real athleticism when she does it. Um, so anything like that's probably her favorite. And then in the house, we, my house is like a, a big circle with like a pillar in the middle and she we well I love and she loves we will kind of like chase each other around the circle and then we both do the same thing of like pausing and just like listening to see which way because if we if the person's reversing And we will like chase each other and it can go for a good like 20 minutes. And I will be so exhausted from doing it, but it's one of her favorites. I know she starts and tries to see if I'll play with her and she'll like come round and then like turn around and walk back around the other way. And sometimes I'll take chase, but, um, yeah, that's probably one of her favourite games. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, especially if I'm in socks and I can skid around, it's
0: like I? <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I think it might be more than just her favourite game too. <laughs>
1: I, totally, totally. But I have to like, that has to be like before a run, otherwise i got no energy for that. That's, yeah, it's like a second run in itself.
0: <laughs> Question I ask, all um, my guests, is to complete the sentence – I can't believe my dog ate.
1: Oh man, I can't believe my dog ate. I mean, she hasn't eaten anything that's like too irrational, but she did have an obsession with my socks. <laughs> um, and it was so lucky that I had a sock sponsor because she would always eat the heel of my socks, and I would pull them out, and I'd be like, Tani, man, like, dude, stop with the socks, and so, I mean, and then we would find, you know, like, because when she was younger, she was, like, properly chewing them and eating them, and we'd be, like, in her poo was, like, the heel of my sock, and I was like, this is great, this is not so good, so then we had to, we had to intervene on that one, but definitely the socks was something that I was, like, this is getting a little bit too much, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh gosh, just gonna say at least she only ate the heel and not the whole sock.
1: No, no, the other rest of the sock was then a toy. So she had like her meal and then she had the toy. Mm.
0: <laughs> um, so you your shoes are a little bit more precious to you than the average person. Did she ever venture into that territory?
1: No, that was really, it was really good. She's kind of, um, I mean, there's shoes everywhere in my house and, um, plenty of them smell. plenty of them, but she's never really touched them. She would like pick them up and I feel like it was just an attention thing. It was just kind of like, Oh, got your shoe. Come chase me. Let's play. But then she was like, it's really heavy. I can't be bothered with this. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, so no, the shoes have been, they've been saved thankfully. Um, yeah, I think Dad's shoes maybe got like she would gnaw on the laces of them. But no, they were never uh never the toy of choice. Luckily.
0: <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> Can you remember a special happy time where the two of you were together?
1: Oh man, there's been so many. Um I definitely say when we went camping down the beach was probably one of my favorite. It was kind of the first like road trip I'd done with Tani. And I just was, you know, like, I don't know. She's just so chill and so relaxed. And we would just kind of, I'd have my food and then I'd pour hers into her bowl and, um, just to see her kind of like, you know, it was the first time I think she went to the beach and it was kind of like, man, it's so cool to see a dog experience something for the first time and to see the sea for the first time, to spend that long in the car, to be asleep in a tent for the first time. And you kind of like I don't remember my many of my first times like that, but to see her and she's just like blissfully unaware of what we were doing and you know just kind of it was just such a special little trip and then dad met us down there for the second night and she was just like oh my gosh like we're all together <laughs> it was crazy it was so fun and um I would say that's probably one of my highlights with her was uh the first time we went camping down at the coast. I
0: oh, love it. So you mentioned before um walking with her going going shopping in the butchers. Is that a sort of semi-regular thing going into the shopping areas and, and with more people and other, other animals and other dogs?
1: Yeah, definitely. So usually if I was to walk her in the afternoon, I'd be walking down to the grocery store um to get some stuff for dinner. And she's amazing because she knows her she knows where she's gonna get tied up out the side of the store. And so she'll just walk there, she'll sit and you know, where I live, it's a really beautiful community. And so whenever I come out, kids might be like patting her or, you know, like people are sitting by her and they thrown her a piece of their bread or something and she just she's so content and so good at managing like strangers being around her and if there's another dog being tied up as well um she's really good like that which is just we didn't really teach her that like I said in COVID we didn't really do that the only time she gets a little bit funky is um you know, if she's surprised by someone, I think like being uh, outside the shop, obviously it's a wall behind her. So she, she sees if someone's coming, she can kind of assess the situation. Um, it's more so when we're like walking along and someone comes from behind that she can get quite. She can, I think anyone would, I mean, I'd be the same. I'd be like, Oh, you know, shocked and a little bit kind of skits out a little bit, but, um, Yeah, I think that she's been really good at the shop, so it's definitely, like, something we're really stoked on. But she's just happy to sit there. We can go in, take 20 minutes, come out, and she's just sat down, having a great time and uh, observing life in Diamond Creek.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, So apart from her Rottweiler brothers next door, has she got to uh, get, like, closer with any other local dogs?
1: Yeah. So when things opened up, we do take her to the dog park Um, and she kind of, again, she kind of, she really has her like favorites that she kind of gets along with and then dogs that she's just even not interested in or she doesn't really want to partake in playing with them. Um, so across the road we have a golden poodle who Tani loves, um, and they kind of talk through the fence. We have two like Chihuahua dogs up the road, which she I think thinks are just super annoying in their
2: channel,
1: <laughs> but like is like, you know, cool. You do you and I'll do me. Um, but yeah, I mean, she does get to interact with a lot of dogs on the Diamond Creek path. And like we say, we, we have her off lead. So she definitely approaches dogs, has a sniff, and then she kind of makes her mind up. She's either like, cool, let's run. This is fun. Or like, I'm going, my owner's going this way. I'm going this way. See ya. Um, and so she's just really good like that. She kind of knows what she wants, and she knows what we accept, you know. She's not going to do anything that's going to get her put on a lead and on a tight lead if she um, does anything silly. Mm -hmm.
0: How do you think she goes um, with a different sort of thing between yourself and her, and then when you go away for a bit of travelling, and then when she's with your dad, do you think she sort of just like understands the, okay, the different environments and rules or is there, is, is there much of a change?
1: Yeah, there definitely is. And like I said, I think she just kind of understands the different energy, you know, like I think she really sees dad as like an older man, um, you know, like more quiet, more tired kind of energy. And so she's really happy to kind of just sit and be, and they just watch TV together and, go for their walks and there's definitely more of a routine mm-hmm. and then when I'm here it's a bit more like we'll go for just random walks in the day because I don't have a job that I go to I can do it at any time um she'll just I drive her a lot more places just for the sake of it like this afternoon I want to go to a store that's like a little bit further away and I'll take Tani and take her for a walk out there just because I can and I want to like I I take her more places with me because. It's, it, that brings me joy And I don't want to leave her Especially when I'm here yeah. So I think, I think she just understands And I really hope that like You know when Because when I do bring out my suitcase You know sh- There is definitely a shift in mood Of like Oh no She's gone <laughs> You know And it it breaks my heart every time Because her tail goes between her legs And she'll just sit at the front door Being like When you open this door You're not just going I'm going Like we're going together and so that's been really challenging. It's probably the thing that breaks my heart the most. Um, but, you know, within days, Dad's sending me photos of her just having the best time and they're together. And, yeah, it's just a, an octave lower in energy, which I think Dad appreciates. And then uh, I bring it back up when I come home.
0: <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, Say so anything coming to mind that we haven't spoken about that you want to mention about her?
1: No. I mean – Yeah, I just love her. Hey, like, I think I was really unsure about getting a dog, being an athlete that travels just because of the lack of being able to commit to something. But I think I'm so grateful that I have, you know, dad calls Tani my dog and I call Tani dad's dog just because that makes me feel better about going away for so long. And, you know, we, um, we do see her brothers and sisters. Some of them have been adopted in the area. And mm-hmm. so it's really fun that like, especially her brother how like Rottweiler-y and big this uh, dog is, whereas Tani is quite a small dog. Um, and yeah, you know, she's just, she's been brought such a light and it's so cool to bring her to running events and just walking around expos and, you know, people know her now and they come up to her and they're, Everyone's just so – she just brings joy to everyone, like everyone's dog. I think, you know, there's a saying that everyone thinks they have the best dog and everyone is right, and I think that that's just like so true, you know. And the cool thing is is I travel and I always find myself surrounded by a dog because I'm just like that feels like home to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it's just – no, I think we've covered everything. Just love her. (laughs)
0: Have you thought about or have any plans for – taking her and doing like a canny cross or something in local when you, when you can?
1: I would love to, I'm a little bit nervous just with her hip and like, I would have to be a very short race mm-hmm. one. Um, but I mean, she does park run sometimes with me and I feel like that's super fun. She does her little 5k. I mean, she always has to pee or poo, at two kilometers, and we just get passed by everybody. And <laughs> me being me, I'm like, Tiny, why can you not get this out earlier? <laughs> um, so that's super fun, and I feel like, um, yeah, that kind of fills my cup up with uh, taking her to running and sharing it with her.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. Um, so I guess, and I know we've mentioned a few times uh, during the, the podcast already, but for the people that actually don't know you, do you want to give a, a, a short sort of bio on yourself and what you're doing and also any links and if people want to follow you and and learn more about you.
1: Yeah. So I am a professional ultra trail runner. I run for Solomon. um, And so ultra running is kind of anything over that marathon distance. I tend to race more so the 100K, 100 miles, 160 kilometer races in the mountains. Um, And so I travel full time for that. And I uh, wrote a cookbook that I have a link to. Um, it's on my website. It's free for download. Um, it's all just kind of vegan recipes that I cook and make. Um I'm on Instagram, Lucy underscore Bartholomew. Uh, which is B-A-R-T-H-O-L-O-M-E-W. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where you can find everything. I feel like Facebook's just a copy of Instagram. Strava, if you really want to care about how much I run. Um, but, yeah, I feel like people have been like, you need to make a separate Instagram for Tani. And I was like, no, nah, man, Tani is like my life. So she, we have to be in the same thing together. Mm. Um, so that's where you can see a lot about Tani's life as well.
0: Oh, love it. It has been an absolute pleasure and such a, a joyful conversation I've had with you. Loved it.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I feel like, um, I mean, I said that before we started recording. Tani's sitting at my feet, making sure that I didn't say anything <laughs> that she didn't agree with, and she seems uh, she seems quietly stoked about it all. So, <laughs> thank you.
0: I'm glad we got past her censorship. <laughs>
1: She's a tough one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I look forward to following you on your adventures and seeing a bit more of Tani.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to our new listeners in Marshall in the US and in Tokyo in Japan. As usual, If you think someone would enjoy listening and hearing all about the awesome dogs that we have on the show, just tell them. That's the best way to get more people to hear how great dogs are and what they do for us. If you want to go that extra step and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on, please do. Hit like, share, subscribe, but most of all, tell a friend. Until next time, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.